ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. A key children's organisation is calling for all parties to the war in Gaza to be added to a list of perpetrators of grave violations against children in armed conflict. Save the Children says Palestinian children are dying at an unprecedented rate and scale in Israel's assault on Gaza. The organisation is also acknowledging the deaths of Israeli children in the Hamas attack on October the 7th. It says as catastrophic as the previous months of war have been, an expansion of Israel's military operations in Rafah would likely become the most fatal chapter yet for children and families alike. Save the Children's Country Director for the Palestinian Territories is Jason Lee, and he joined me a short time ago. Jason Lee, welcome to the program. Uh, Good morning. How many Palestinian children have been killed in your estimates so far? There's been a staggering 12,400 children that has been estimated to be killed in Gaza and at least 99 children in the West Bank. And these are according to the Ministry of Health and UN data. And how many Israeli children have also been killed? There's been at least 33 Israeli children that have also been killed. You're calling for all parties to the war in Gaza to be added to a list of perpetrators of grave violations against children in armed conflict. Just explain why you want to do that and what that list means. We know in conflict, children are more vulnerable. And there's six crimes against children that are considered especially heinous. The killing and maiming of children, abductions of children, sexual slavery of children, It is the position of Save the Children that if you look at the evidence of what's been happening in the occupied territory, every single party to the conflict there should be listed because all of them have failed to meet the obligation to protect children. And it is critical that the listing process, so this is a process that happens every year where in every single conflict, duty bearers are deemed to um, assess whether or not they've actually met their obligations to protect children. And it's very clear that what's happening right now in Gaza, all of the duty bearers failed miserably to protect children. And it's not just Israel, of course, that you're talking about. Who are you? Who are the parties you'd like to see on the list? Well, it's not who we'd like to. I think it's about the evidence, about the data and actual violations that's been happening. I think this conflict is marked by the lack of of adherence to international humanitarian law and these violations that are happening. And of course, it's all parties to the conflict. It is the Israeli Defense Forces. It is the Qassam Brigades or Hamas. And it is the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, because all of them have, have committed grave violations against children. It's interesting you frame it that way because many times we hear demands on on Israel and the IDF, but you are also making demands on Hamas. Do you think that needs to be a bigger emphasis for people as we discuss this conflict? I think the thing to remember is actually that the rights of children are universal, unambiguous, and it applies. So, so all rights apply to all children all of the time. We do not get to pick and choose which rights to protect for which children and under what circumstances. And so these rights apply all the time. So every single duty bearer, and save the children, we have been consistent in our calls for all duty bearers to be held accountable. Um, Of course, the scale of what's happening now in Gaza is unprecedented. 
you have 12,400 children that have been killed, not to mention the tens of thousands of children that are, have been injured. And these are lifelong injuries. How many more children will be at risk if the IDF pushes on with an escalation of its campaign, a ground campaign in Rafa? Look, there's about an estimated 1.3 to 1.5 million people that are now living in Rafa, and half of them are children. Now, these civilians have been pushed there. They're homeless. They're living on the streets. When I was in Rafa in December, you looked out of the window and you see People are living on the sidewalks. They're camping wherever there's space, next to hospitals, next to schools, uh, um, on the roadside. Those people that have tents are putting up tents. Those that don't are putting up makeshift shelters, bits of plastic, whatever they can find. And there's absolutely no access to water and sanitation. You've got hundreds of thousands of civilians now living out in the open, um, without toilets, without access to food, without access to water, without access to medical care. These children, again, what will happen to them if there is the ground incursion? They have absolutely nowhere to go. There is nowhere left for them to go. 60% of buildings, of residences have been damaged or destroyed. 60% of schools have been damaged or destroyed. The entirety of the north of Gaza is demolished. There are so many unexploded remnants of war. It is not safe. Civilians have absolutely nowhere to go. And you've just returned from a visit home to Australia. What what more would you like to see from the federal government on this? Look, I'm, I'm glad to see that the Australian government has taken a position on the ceasefire because the ceasefire is the only way to protect civilians and to allow humanitarians to do our job. The conditions on the ground now do not allow for us to deliver assistance to save lives. What I would love to see from the Australian government and the Australian public is to actually call for the Australian government to take a stronger position. What are the consequences for duty bearers that do not meet the obligations to protect civilians? We cannot sit by and watch the entire annihilation of 2.3 million people and half of them are children in Gaza right now. As terrible as this conflict is, how much has it diverted attention from other conflicts where children have also paid a huge price? We're at a situation now where the world is seeing unprecedented levels of conflict. It is estimated that one out of five children globally is living in a conflict or fleeing from a conflict. Now, it is unacceptable that at this day and age, the frameworks that were established international humanitarian law, the Fourth Geneva Convention, all of the frameworks that were established to prevent the very violations that we're now witnessing. Again, there must be accountability. There must be accountability for member states, for parties to the conflict, all of them, to meet these obligations. This is obviously uh, a, a conflict that looks like, it. you know, there's no no clear end what does that mean for your work? How, how are you pacing yourself trying to provide assistance? Look, right now, we're just doing whatever we can. It is a drop in the ocean. We, humanitarians alone, we cannot keep the 2.3 million people alive. There's not enough goods coming in. We don't have the quantities of goods that we need. We don't have the types of goods that we need, supplies that we need. 
and we can't send in personnel as well. It's so, and frustrating doesn't even begin to describe it when you see the devastation that's happening around you. It is heartbreaking. And all we do every day, I tell my teams, we do whatever we can. We bring in whatever supplies we can. We distribute wherever we can. And we know it's not enough. And we're running out of time. I mean, kids in Gaza do not have time. There's already been more than 12,400 deaths. The situation keeps getting worse every single day. It is unacceptable that we still watch and wait while this humanitarian crisis is unfolding. Thank you so much for joining us, Jason. Thank you. Jason Lee is Save the Children's Country Director for the Palestinian Territories and you're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.